6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. So some Alberta physiotherapists are seeing more and more patients now dealing with long COVID. Researchers suggest that about 10% of people who get COVID-19 will develop long-haul symptoms. Those are symptoms beyond three weeks, ranging from fatigue to heart palpitations. There's all sorts of different symptoms, and in some cases, they are lasting for a very long time. So how can a physiotherapist help when it comes to long COVID. Let's find out in this month's edition of Fit After 40 with Grant Fedork, of course, from Leading Edge Physiotherapy. Hi, Grant. Hey, Jalen. Nice to have you on board this afternoon. How, how much of an increase are you, well, I guess, what kind of numbers are you seeing right now when it comes to long COVID patients? Well, I think that it's, it, it's not, let's put it this way, because we were at aware and available and able to manage this population. We're seeing a, a, obviously an increase in these patients coming through our doors. Christy Peterson, who is one of our experts who deals with patients who are recovering from and going through their cancer experience, has a lot of experience dealing with patients that have had surgeries on their lungs, as an example. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, it was a very um, quick transition. We do study cardiorespiratory rehab in school, um, but obviously nobody saw long COVID coming along 30 some years ago. Um, But that being said, we're ready to deal with it and are seeing quite a bit of it in our clinics. And we want to make sure that patients know that there is somewhere they can turn when they're um, in despair. So, so Grant, the, the symptoms that you're able to help with, mm-hmm. you talk about that cardiorespiratory, so obviously lung issues, breathing issues, that sort of thing? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's broad and there's no one, there is no classic symptom of long COVID. <laughs> That's really important for people to understand. There isn't, here, if you have A, B, C, you've got long COVID, it's everything from difficulties with breathing, deconditioning. You can imagine if somebody's been in hospital, particularly if they've been on a respirator for a long period of time, or even in hospital in facing bed rest, mm-hmm. the amount of deconditioning that they will have is exponential with every day they spend in bed. And then so you go into fatigue, exhaustion, brain fog, joint and muscle pain, coughs, pro- chronic coughs, headaches. Boy, boy, I can keep going. Stress, confusion. Uh, we've even seen peripheral neuropathy as a result mm. of COVID uh, as, a, as an infection. So fortunately, all of those symptoms are things that we are used to dealing with. You just need somebody who knows how to deal with this specific constellation of symptoms for you. So when I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, breathing uh, and, and the fatigue, I mean, especially you talk about if, if they've been in bed for a while, they haven't just uh, mm-hmm. been able to recover. I've heard a lot of, um, you know, athletes or people who just really like to go for a good walk or a job, jog who have had long COVID having challenges, you know, with yep. getting that capacity back up. So what can be done on that front? Well, it's important for people to understand that this this disease doesn't just affect the lungs. It can also, as we know, as, as that big concern we have with myocarditis, it also affects the heart. So you put those two together, and unfortunately, the oxygen and the transference of the oxygen into the blood and getting that blood to the rest of your body takes its toll on us. And so some of the stuff that needs to people t- need to understand, number one, there's it's not a quick recovery. It's mm. slow and steady wins the race here. Pushing harder and going out and saying, I'm going to challenge myself 
yourself is not the approach to take here. As you crash, your systems crash and things go with it. So you need somebody who knows how to monitor those um, your blood, your oxygen saturation as an example. So we're monitoring how much oxygen is actually in the blood while you're exercising and looking for those numbers to increase, obviously, hopefully, um, but also paying attention to when they decrease and making sure you know how to modulate that. So pacing, teaching people how to energy management. So, so very common that we teach this with patients who have MS, for instance. Now we're teaching it to patients who are going through this recovery of long COVID as well. Boy, that's, it's a lot to unpack here, but fortunately we have the, um, all of the technology and, and on top of that, the equipment and the expertise to deal with this for patients. Oh, well, I was just wondering if that piece of equipment is that, um, is it the, the gravity treadmill thing? I'm, I'm wondering if that something like that would help, uh, you know, ease getting someone back into maybe walking or jogging or eventually running again. Yeah, so that's an example of something that we can start somebody very low weight and have them walking very simple. Uh, sometimes it's just half pedaling on a bike. Sometimes it's literally just practicing getting up off of the bed or sitting to standing. So a lot of exercises are begun. It depends on where somebody presents, but we are known to deal with people who start right from zero, right? And that's what we deal with. So we know how to progress safely from supine, for instance, laying on your back, some exercises just with some TheraBand as an example to see how somebody tolerates. And progression isn't just let's increase the weight today. It's very functional at times, and sometimes it does involve weight, but not always balance activities. Uh, if somebody's been in bed for a long period of time, their balance deteriorates exponentially. Even just simply getting from, you know, yeah. from their chair yeah. to the kitchen can be difficult. So we have to start sometimes at the very, very beginning with patients, just like we would when they're in the hospital. You touched on peripheral neuropathy. And, you know, uh, from what I understand, a lot of the times that that uh, that shows up in, in hands and feet, that sort of thing. But I mean, neuropathy is something that you deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, it's something that we do have expertise in treating, of course. So it's another one of those things that um, that when it comes up, as if it's one of the symptoms, we have technology to help deal with that from uh, laser to acupuncture and things like that. Pain, uh, these patients are coughing a, yeah. a lot during that recovery period. And so they're having difficulty taking a deep breath because the muscles of their ribs, their diaphragm and, and those intercostal muscles are being taxed like you would not believe. So even just pain management becomes a big, big um, goal here so that we can help them to start breathing more comfortably. And so sometimes we're dealing with that early on. It just depends on how somebody presents. And I think the most important thing here is if you're dealing with these, you're not, there's no two people are the same. Yeah. Everybody who comes through the door has to have some specific program aimed just at where they are and what they're facing at that time. You know, Grant, I, I think it's fascinating um, that, you know, how you know, from a business aspect, how companies have had to change and, and, and pivot to, to handle everything from COVID. And now as we continue to move through this, I mean, you know, once again, learning how to deal with uh, the health side of it, not not the business side of it, but the health side of it. It's just constant learning, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and taking taking certain skills and adapting them to fit a new population. So we don't look at this like a business. We look at it like a calling. Uh-huh. So so when this this challenge faced us and we we looked sat back and said, "Hey, this is something we're we're ready to deal with for people and help them through. Let's just make sure that they know where to go when they're facing these challenges." And that's why we're making sure that patients are aware of it so they're seeking Christie out and they're able to get that function back, even get back to work. Some of these patients are off work for a long yeah. period of time because they've got job demands that require them to lift, push, pull, and they're having trouble getting out of a chair. So you could imagine the long and steady road to recovery that that might take, and we're ready to help them through that as well. And it's the uh, leading-edge physiotherapy on, on Gateway that is is focusing on this, right? That's right. And any patients that present to any of our other clinics, we're, we're definitely uh, sharing knowledge and making sure that they're able to, depending on what level of function the patient's at. But if this is a specific concern, certainly that's where we're getting people to go. I think I would, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about stress mm. and that brain fog side of things. So we've even got our occupational therapy, uh, occupational therapists can work with patients on their cognitive function, <laughs> helping them to regain that focus and their attention and kind of get rid of that brain fogginess and get through that as well. So if that's a symptom you're facing as a result of COVID, not because, you know, like me, you're just staying up too late, then (laughs) certainly, in fact, you should seek this out because it is something that can definitely make a difference in your life. Well, and I think it's really important that people hear this message because I think for a lot of folks, they feel a little lost. Like they don't know where to go. They know what to do. The the symptoms may be lasting a lot longer than they expect. And they're like, what do I do now? But there are options out there. But important to note that, uh, as you said, everyone presents differently. Everyone has different sy- symptoms. And it's not a click your heels together, wiggle your nose, and it's fixed. It takes a while. Yeah, that's right. And and certainly having somebody on your side helping you through it takes yeah. some of the stress off the table. But also we work with patients, you know, breathing exercises that are physical in nature, those designed to help you actually diaphragmatically breathe. So help getting oxygen in, pushing it into your bloodstream as an example. That sort of thing also helps to reduce stress. So a lot of the exercise and the things that we're prescribing kind of go hand in hand with the recovery. And again, I think we are just well positioned to help people through this and fortunately I wish it never came along Uh as everybody out there listening can say the same but at the same time I'm very thankful that we're in a world that we can find people to help us all through this. Grant Fedork from Leading Edge Physiotherapy joining me this afternoon it's another edition of Fit After 40 talking about long long COVID grant we're going to take a pause here when we come back a huge fundraiser a great event coming up that uh, Leading Edge has been behind for a decade or more now stick around we'll talk about it for a couple minutes yeah awesome grand fedork we'll find out more about run wild coming up right after this yeah it is uh 4 as we check in with grand fedork of course uh, physiotherapist and owner of uh leading edge physiotherapy it's addition another edition of fit after 40 we were talking about treating long covid but i wanted to make sure to mention this because you can get registered right now if you want to it is run wild this amazing event i think 10 years this year grant 10 years pretty amazing I know. We, you know, we had our <laughs> 10 and three quarters year during COVID because we couldn't do it. So we decided to treat it like Harry Potter world and just have that, you know, 10 and three quarter. But this is the actual events 10 years this year. And it feels like it just started yesterday. And I, I can't tell you how excited we are for this, uh, I guess, somewhat normalcy to come back. And 
uh, we will be prepared for all that uh, can come at us. And we're certainly still aware that um, we want to make sure that people are healthy and safe. It's an outdoor event. Uh, we are spreading the event around doing the kids races now in three different communities rather than just St. Albert. But our main event will be out of St. Albert as usual. All right. So the one out of uh, St. Albert, tell us about it. Like what, what dates do people need to know about? Well, register right away. We've got, we're at 800, if you can believe it. We're actually ahead of where we were, so, you know, in 2019 when everything kind of <laughs> ended. Um, so we're very excited about that. But um, we haven't started getting the kids to start signing up yet. Okay. Uh, we're just kind of in that process. But anybody who is, if you want your kid to run the 1.2 case, so it's important to know this. There's a short race for the kids. You know, basically those kids under 12, it's 1.2 kilometers, our marathon. It is a blast to uh -huh. see these kids just go out there and mow down the race. <laughs> then there's a five, 10 and a half yeah. marathon, and that's a walk and a run. So if people are, you know, if if you're through that long COVID that we talked about earlier and you you think you might be able to walk it, certainly whatever your ability is, we want to make sure that we have a race ready for you because this was always designed to be a community event that makes a difference in people's lives and especially with donations going to charity. So the event is May 15th. That is the Sunday that the actual event goes on. Uh, um, and of course, you can register up until the end of April, early May. So the sooner you register, the sooner we can make our number or kind of plan our, we give you medals and uh -huh. there's all kinds of stuff that goes awesome. into it. So every, yeah, everybody gets something out of this event. And uh, even if you're just out there to do it for yourself or for the charity, you're still going to go home with a medal because we're proud of you for, for signing up. And just before I let you go, the charities involved really doing great work in, in a number of communities. Yeah, absolutely. The Zebra Child Protection Center and St. Albert Seniors Association. So looking after kids and seniors and, and this year, of course, and we're making a pivot to make sure that we're looking after child advocacy centers across the province. And so we're also including the Chinook Child and Youth Advocacy Center and Caribou Child and Youth Center as well, which are in smaller communities in Alberta. And they need our help too. So let's look after kids sign up for our race and know that not a penny goes to anything but the charities at the end of the day we got to pay our suppliers but we don't keep anything hold back we make sure that that money gets to the charities all the details you can find at runwild.ca grant uh, it's going to be another great event thanks for this we'll talk to you again next month